0: Well, good morning. Good morning. It was good to see. We got through two songs this morning, right, Brother John? Yeah. <laughs> Last week uh, we only got one, <laughs> but it's still good to be here. Good to see everyone out. Uh, you know, aren't we blessed in this church to have youth that'll just stand up and do stuff when we need it? You know, Brian or Ryan leading prayer there, and, and the boys in here collecting the offering. I just think it's great. Really do so appreciate that. Tyler hit all the announcements that we wanted to touch on this morning. Um, anyone with a special song this morning or a testimony? Crickets. All right. Well, if you've got your Bibles, turn over to the second chapter or the second book of Corinthians, the third chapter. So the last few weeks we've been talking about, you know, praising God and, and thanking God, you know, for everything and in everything. And hopefully everyone's done that this past few weeks. and um, Because he really deserves, you know, our praise and our our, you know, our gratitude for everything that he's done for us. I read a devotion earlier this week. Does anybody use the, the Bible plans on, like, the Bible app? Anybody use those? Um, I, don't, I saw one this week, um, it was. I think it was Monday, and it was titled, Encouragement for a Repentant Church, was the name of the plan. So I started reading, but I think I did Monday, it's like a week long, and there's different ones on there. But I, I read this one, I think it was Tuesday morning, and it really blessed me. And I just wanted to share, uh, share with you all, um, the title of it was, uh, Behold the Glory of the Lord. And it goes back to this Scripture here, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. I'm going to start out with that verse, and then I'll read through the the devotion. And I'm in the ESV this morning. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And it goes on like this. Behold the glory of the Lord. There is no one like him. See Jesus turn the water into wine. See Jesus touch the leper and heal him. See Jesus walk on water and calm the sea, calm the storm. See Jesus heal the sick, the lame, the blind. See Jesus raise the dead to life. See Jesus for there's no one like him. See Jesus nailed to a cross. See Jesus forgiving those who killed him. See Jesus bearing your sin. See Jesus bursting forth from the grave. See Jesus triumph over sin, death, and Satan. See Jesus for there's no one like him. See Jesus as the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. See Jesus as faithful and true. See Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega. See Jesus as head over all things. See Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. See Jesus for there's no one like him. See Jesus in his glory. And because of all that, behold him, gaze upon him, sing to him, pray to him, and read about him. Fix your eyes firmly on him, and as you do, the Spirit will do something incredible. He will make you like Jesus. More and more each day, little by little, you will become like Jesus. And that, dear friend, is not only your calling, it is also your privilege, your purpose, and your destiny. Glory to the Lord. And I don't know why, but that touched me so much this week. I just kept reading the same one. You're supposed to read the next one the next few days. (laughs) I read that same one every day this week. And it just truly blessed me. It truly blessed kind of what I'll touch on last week a little bit. You know, Being thankful for the church. Being thankful for all of you. Being thankful for my family. Being thankful for the Bible, God's Word. Being thankful for the Gospel. We have so much to be thankful for and so much to praise Him for. And all that just really touched me. And I just wanted to share it with all of you. And it goes right along with the message this morning. Boy, it don't take much to get me fired up, does it? You know, Amanda and I were talking a little bit yesterday. We were driving home. We had to go pick something up. Just how, like when you're young and stupid, you know, doing things that you just don't really understand the impact of you know, how things are going to turn out or, or what could have happened. Or what, you know, does anybody ever mess with that stuff in your head like you you look back like what was I thinking like I was an idiot if this could have happened or that could have happened why don't kids think that way It's it's like it takes you know some maturity like you know once you start getting kids and start seeing them do stuff you're like man was I that stupid does anybody else have that yeah no who said no somebody said no but it's the truth, though, as we get older and wiser and more mature, you just look back like, man, this could have happened or that could have happened. And you know, it's, it's similar with a new believer, you know, new in the word. And I think sometimes, like we said before, you know, the, the goal is to get people saved. And then what after that? You know, let's get them saved. They're saved, they're good. And I think that's really where some of that discipleship needs to come into play more. And really guiding and helping people. But you know, it's it's funny because I think you know, you, you want to get people saved. But I don't think they really realize that's when the battle starts. It's after you get saved. That's when really Satan wants to come in. And I think that's why we see people come in and get saved and then never come back. Or they float a little bit and then you never see them again. That's Satan coming in. You know? You guys believe that? It's so important. And, and it's work. Being a Christian's work. It's not easy. It's not just coming to church on Sunday. It's every day of your life, working and praying. Coming to church and hearing the preached Word. Growing and maturing. And like it said there, start resembling Christ. That's what our purpose is, to start resembling Christ more and more, a little each day. And then pointing others to Him. And if you're saved this morning, and you don't feel like you're going that direction, something's not right if you've been saved for a long time and you just don't feel that, something's not right. If you're not spending time in the Word, if you're not praying, if you're not leading others to Christ, something's not right. I think we all struggle with that a little. Do you guys agree with that? We all struggle with that. But something's not right and you need to examine yourself. That daily walk needs to point to Christ. And so I've just had been reading that all week long. I'm like, He deserves our very best. And we fell so miserably. I know I do. He deserves our very best. All that stuff there. His glory. He deserves our very best. So Examine yourself. Examine your actions. You know, I think a lot of people have priorities backwards anymore. You need to examine all that. Something ain't right. So just for a few minutes this morning, I want to... Look at that 18th verse there, maybe a little bit more in that chapter. There's some really good stuff in there, so it's a little confusing. But you can figure it out. It goes back and talks a little bit about the old, the old covenant and the law with Moses and things like that. Uh, we'll, we'll read a little bit here. Um, start about the 7th verse. <clears throat> for For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened, for to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. I'd Go home and read that later you can also go back and read, I think it was the Exodus chapter 33 and 34 that go along with that with Moses, you know, putting the veil over his face and why he did all that good stuff. <clears throat> so really what Paul is, is leading here is pe- he's pointing people to Christ. Bless you. And he's, he's, he's differentiating between the old covenant and the new covenant. And, and how they're so different. But his main goal here is to point people to Christ for the glory of the Lord. And a few different points here that we want to get to this morning, and I think I've already said it a little bit. The first one is, it is our absolute privilege to worship God and to receive Jesus Christ. It is an absolute privilege. And, you know, I think Tony said it so many times. There are so many people that would die to have the Bible that we have available to us. And probably everybody here has 10 of them sitting on the table. People would die for that. And we just don't pick it up. But Paul's really, he's pointing us to that relationship with Christ. Do you think sometimes, even in the church worship service, we tend to make things about us? How we feel? Well, that song wasn't too good. Brother Mike just really wasn't in it. Last week we didn't have a piano player, so Ryan filled in a little. Which you did a really good job, Ryan. Sorry about them putting you on the spot like that. But it's like I think we can get kind of, you know, look at ourselves versus who we're actually worshiping. I think we can fall into those traps sometimes. You think Satan wants us there? Oh, uh, the preacher wasn't really on today. He didn't wear his jacket. It doesn't fit. Do you think people think that? Or he was too long today, or too short today, or he read too much today. He was this, he was that. Instead of worshiping and and having your heart ready when you come here to actually worship God. There's a difference. There's an absolute difference. And when you come here prepared to worship God, when you go out of here, you are refreshed. And you are ready to take Jesus into the world. No matter how good or bad this is. That's all. The Holy Spirit inside you. Worshiping Him because He deserves it. He deserves our very best. Has it be honest. Has anyone here ever said those things? I have. Come on, be honest. We gotta start being honest. It's how we get better. And God knows anyway. That preacher there, he he just wasn't on fire today. (laughs) I don't know why we do that stuff. But again, it's not about us. Worship is all about Him. It's all about Jesus and who He is. You know, we're worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords like we said earlier. All those things, all those see Jesus things that I said earlier. That's who we're worshiping. We can't get ourselves out of the way sometimes. can't get ourselves out of the way. And I think that's why he's using the Old Testament law. You know, as we've heard before, that was just a, a schoolmaster to, t- to show them you, nothing you can do is good enough to get you to heaven besides Jesus Christ. And I think he was truly telling them, he was pointing them, because there there were some Jews that were in that time that were trying to mess everything up. He was was saying, this Old Testament was not intended to send you to heaven, this Old Covenant. Jesus was already coming. He was already coming. I, I, it's interesting there that he, he, he refers to those as the, the ministry of death, the ministry of condemnation. But you know, those people were blinded by it. They were blinded by it. And they says still, so still today, people use that. Does anybody else use that checklist? Yep, I did this, 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 I'm going to heaven. It's not the way it is. It's not the way it is. I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago. You can't read this card and it sends you to heaven. You can't save this and it gets you to heaven. That's not the way it works. There has to be a change. There has to be something different. This old self's got to go away. That's what he's talking about. That old covenant. It was just pointing to Christ. They missed the boat. And I think we can miss the boat sometimes. It's not about us. It's not about the good things we do. It's not about me holding the door back there. It's about Jesus and a relationship with Him. That's what it's about We mess I mean, I said, so much. I know I have over the 20-whatever years that I've been trying to preach. You know, it's like, get yourself out of the way and I'll let God come through. That's what it takes. And it's not easy Not easy at all. I struggle so much. And I know these guys who say the same thing. Getting yourself out of the way is one of the hardest things ever. But when you do, oh my goodness, like I read that this week, I was so blessed. Because I know the truth. And I know a lot of you know the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth, the only truth. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. on and on with that relationship with Him. But again, it's our privilege to serve Him. Instead of that checklist. There's a big difference between that. Big difference. You know, the other thing He wanted us to know there is our lives, our purpose of our lives are to reflect Jesus and to resemble Him. You know, I was, we stopped at some folks' house yesterday and was watching the, the game a little bit. And the, Jake's grandpa actually told me, he was like, man, that Kasem looks just like you. And I don't know if he does or not. And Robbie looked like me when he was little, but he, don't, he looks like Amanda now. Uh, but it's kind of the same thing. As you mature and grow in Jesus, your, your life is supposed to start reflecting Him to the world. That's what he's talking about there. I know I'm all over the place, and that's okay. But John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And in that person of Jesus, that's where we behold our glory of God. I think the 18th verse there where it talks about beholding the glory of God. And we, are as His children, are to reflect Him in our very lives. That's our purpose. And you know, we talk about our purpose a lot. Everybody's like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. Am I supposed to teach? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do this? You know what? If, if you're not called to do anything, your purpose as a child of God is to go live Christ in front of everyone else. Amen. That's your job. To go live Christ in front of the world so that they can see Him through your life. Because the truth is, a lot of them are never going to walk through those doors right now. Hear the gospel. So we take the gospel to them through our lives. Amen. And we reflect Jesus through our lives. But you know, I was thinking about this too. We get so busy and everything, I mean I was telling Tony, we had three different Thanksgivings, and like I was just exhausted. I just wanted to sit there, all. we get so busy and so tired and so worn out that we can't do what God wants us to do. But that's our job. That's our purpose is to reflect Him to a lost and dying world. That word transformed. It was, I think it's changed or transformed. The, I think we get the word... I uh, can't think of it right now. Rachel, help me out here. Butterflies, metamorphosis. So Rachel's actually had some... She. It's pretty cool, actually. But that's where that word, they get that word metamorphosis from. It's, it's, it's a change from the inside out. Anybody ever seen that with butterflies and such? Really cool, actually. It's, it's amazing. But that's, that's where that comes from. That continual nature of our transforming within. And it talks about there, the Holy Spirit is who does that. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. A transformation. You know, I was thinking about you know, Moses, the transformation when he went, when he was in front of God and he came down from the mountain. You know, his, his face shone like a light. And that was all external. But when we're transformed, it's internal. And it's forever. It's permanent. You can't lose your salvation. But His was, his was temporary. That's why He covered His face. Because he, he didn't want them to see the glory of God fading away. Because He would go and sit before God and then it would kind of renew. And He would go talk to them and tell them what God said. And then He would cover His face. Because He didn't want them to see it, it fading away. It was, it was temporary. It was never intended to be permanent. It was temporary. But you know, you, you can't reflect Jesus if you don't live Jesus. And you can't live Jesus unless you have Jesus. Does that make sense? You can't reflect Jesus if you don't know Jesus. I know I'm probably going to say that, but that's okay. You've got to have it in your heart. You've got to repent of all those sins and accept Him and let Him live through you. And again, I think we mess it up so much. We just mess it up. But it's permanent. It's permanent. It's not temporary. Like I said, it's a privilege. Do you guys think it's a privilege to have Jesus, have the Holy Spirit inside you? It is an absolute privilege that we can do that. Because you know what? We don't deserve it. Not one of us are good enough to deserve any of it. But Jesus came and died for us anyway. And He came and died for the whole world. And that's why it's so important for us to take Jesus out there. You know, it's great that we can come here and gather. I love every single one of you. What are we doing out there? What are we doing out there? Anybody think of that? What are we doing outside these doors to attract people, to tell them about Jesus? I don't do near enough. It's hard. It really is hard. It's scary sometimes. But what are you doing? It becomes personal. What are you doing with that relationship with Christ? Are you maturing and growing every day? Are you praying? Are you meditating? Are you reading? Are you getting in his word? Or are you focused on you? Are you focused on you? I think I'm going to end with that 18th verse again just because I love it so much there. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now, Brother Mike, I'm going to ask that you get one verse of the song. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, that's the first step, is accepting Him into your heart and getting away from that sin. He came and paid that payment for us. He deserves our very best. That's the first step is accepting Him. I can't talk this morning. Accepting Him in the pre-pardon of sin. The other thing is, if you are a child of God, and like I said, you're not reflecting Him. You're going your way. You need to repent. And you need to examine yourself. Brother Mike, let's, let's stand and have one verse of the song. Thank you